I just want to thank all of our transition teachers and transition specialists for thinking very creatively and helping to partner with our local VR offices to support the individuals that we're serving during this time. I have heard some amazing stories where teachers and VR counselors have come together to support individuals and students who want that connection weekly. And to hear those stories has been so inspiring and it it is the silver lining and a tough time this is josh and this is nicole and you're listening to the oregon transition podcast brought to you by the ttan the transition technical assistance network and professionals across the state we've got you covered from portland to ontario from hood river to klamath falls from seaside to burns and everywhere in between that voice you heard was heather Lindsay, who is currently the deputy director of vocational rehabilitation in oregon and on May 13th of 2020, we were able to sit down with her and talk to her about how vocational rehabilitation is handling the pandemic. This is a special episode of the Oregon Transition Podcast, where we're just going to bring you our interview with Heather. Hi, I'm Heather Lindsay. I'm the Deputy Director of Oregon Vocational Rehabilitation. How have VR services changed in the last few months? That's a good question. Um, it's been quite an adventure the last 60 days and just reflecting on where we were back March 18th, uh, we had sent out an initial email just acknowledging that the schools were going to be on a temporary closure and uh, just acknowledging that some people will have some childcare issues and that we are here to support and help. And then three days later, sending out another communication on March 18th from our director, Keith Ozels, that we are going to support the governor's executive order and make that shift from in-person meetings to moving to more phone meetings and working with individuals virtually, which is something completely different than our normal way of business and, and voc rehab. We have um, shifted a lot of our work from in-person and individuals that are generally working in office to now ha working from their home office. So working um, from their desk, their dining room table to their closet. I hear that the podcast is recording in their closet these days. Any way to continue service delivery and helping to support the clients that we serve. So some of the examples I think of for our change in service delivery is having conversations and doing a lot of check-in with the people that are already open in our caseload. We've talked a lot about care and connection during this time, and that's really important. So a lot of our counselors would just reach out to individuals that they are working with just to say, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything that you need? We've started providing resources. Uh, VRC that had shared a great resource that was um, tips and tricks to work through stress and anxiety during this coronavirus and this pandemic. And it's a resource that's been shared multiple times throughout the state. We've started to provide our VR staff with a weekly digest now, and it comes out every Friday morning. This digest provides 
training opportunities that are virtual. It also provides our VR counselors and support staff with tools and resources for self-care for our employees, but also self-care for the people that we are serving. We also put our most recent policy transmittals that we've put together and any new trainings that we have developed for our staff. And that's been a great resource. Since our, our staff are now working remotely, we have identified the need for more connection. Uh, just in the last couple of months, since individuals are now working virtually, we have provided all staff broadcasts. And these broadcasts are an opportunity for our local offices to share how they've changed their service delivery, how they're connecting with their staff, it's been fun to see some of these examples of crazy hat day or dress up in your favorite holiday. And so individuals have an opportunity to connect with somebody that used to work just next door to them on a virtual platform, which has been fun. In our broadcast, we share a lot of helpful tips, tricks, and resources. It's where our director gives a federal update and then our regional managers and our staff provide a field level update. We share a lot of our policies and offer an opportunity for all of our staff to provide input and to ask questions. So in the last few months, we've been quite busy. We have definitely shifted everything that we are doing from in-person to virtual at this time. I, I really love that you're both taking care of not only your clients, but also um, the counselors, because like you were saying, it's it's a really unexpected stress load that, that everyone's facing. And it's great to see a, a larger statewide agency that's providing those resources for their staff. Absolutely. If anything, we want to just make sure that our, our staff know that we want to be very transparent during this time to share what are the updates, what are we hearing from rehab services and administration, which is also known as RSA, and also what we're hearing from the Department of Human Services, DHS. It's important that we share everything with our staff that we're hearing just so they're up to speed on what are the changes that are happening because Things are changing daily. So, so you've talked about what you're doing for your staff and how you're, you are changing to a virtual platform. So thinking of that virtual platform, what can people expect now when they're accessing services and what kind of suggestions do you have to help make that process a little bit easier? Sure. So. As we move virtually for the individuals that are currently open and the students that we're currently serving, our VR staff are reaching out to our Transition Technical Assistance Network or the local school district teachers or transition specialists that they've partnered with in the past. We're finding ways to be collaborative and also ways to think of innovative ideas of how to serve individuals virtually. We've um, looked at what it would take to start intakes virtually, which is something that's very different. And we have heard from many of our counselors that this is just a, 
a different way of doing business and how do we build rapport and how do we support our staff as they start to meet with individuals and maybe it's somebody that they've never met before in person. And so we are creating a really neat training series. I'm so proud of the work that our training unit is putting together on how to complete a virtual intake. And that training is how do you make a phone call to an individual that is requesting VR services and asking the basic questions before we even start the process of a virtual intake. Those questions can be, have you ever participated in a virtual meeting? Do you know what Zoom is? Have you accessed Skype before? Have you utilized FaceTime? Do you have access to email? Do you have printing capabilities? Have you ever opened an attachment before? We've developed a lot of questions that help people to work through almost a decision tree on how to make sure we best support an individual that says that they're really interested in applying for services. We're also exploring ways to be equitable for all individuals that are applying for services. So for those individuals who maybe don't have access to technology, but have a cell phone, how do we schedule that virtual intake to develop rapport, but also get all of the essential information that we need during an intake? We've talked about how do you mail out forms and how to receive the application materials. Also, how to sign documents virtually. We're exploring many creative ways to identify somebody that is applying for services. We are getting quite creative with our training team to provide lots of resources for our HSAs, human service assistants, and our VRCs, our voc rehab counselors, to help them be better prepared and have tools and tricks to complete a successful virtual intake. One suggestion I would give to our transition teachers and our transition specialists is to reach out to your local VR office, ask them how they are conducting virtual intakes or what are the options for intakes at this time. We ask that this is something totally new for our program. So if you could give us grace and patience as we start to navigate this process, we would really appreciate it. But we are here to serve you and we're here to serve Oregonians across the state. That, it sounds like you're really diversifying your ways of, of bringing people in to serve their complex needs and, and really meeting them where they're at, um, which is something I think VR is, is always really good at. So that's phenomenal. So you have ways to get people in. You have, you're developing ways to do things virtually. Are people still getting and maintaining jobs through VR given the current employment climate? I'm glad that you asked this question because we have actually had employment outcomes during this time. I know that you've heard that we have individuals that have lost jobs or been temporarily laid off or permanently laid off. Pleased to let you know that as of today, we've had over 45 successful placements since April 1st, which is really exciting. We've also had over a hundred individuals closed as rehabilitated at this time. While there is a lot of uh, placements in the restaurant industry that are not hiring, there is a significant increase in employment opportunities in the grocery industry, also in human services as well. So 
We're excited to see that people are still accessing services at this time. Our VR counselors are still moving forward with plan delivery. We're partnering with our employment providers to find really creative options to support individuals that we are serving together. Do you have any recommendations or resources for students and teachers continuing to prepare for the workforce? Well, funny that you ask that question. Our Transition Technical Assistance Network and our Pre-Employment Service Coordinators are meeting weekly virtually to talk about ways to collaborate with our local school districts and creating some of the most innovative resources and training opportunities for students. I just heard the other day that there is a VRC in the Eugene area who is partnering with her transition program for pre-employment transition services. And it's exciting to see people coming together and really sharing tools and resources to support one another. So my suggestion to our education partners is reach out to your VR counselors, reach out to your local VR office and ask if there's some services that we can provide or some supports that we could provide. We are providing over-the-phone orientations, and we also have a VR orientation video that you can access as well. I mean, you talked about collaboration that's happening with uh, a VR counselor in Pre-Ex and, and the school that she's working with. What are some other ways that, that providers can collaborate with VR? So our providers have reached out to try to figure out the best way to serve individuals that are accessing job search, that are conducting virtual career exploration activities. Uh, we have one employment provider that has reached out that is helping a project search site who no longer is hosting that site because it is in a hospital setting. And they're providing one hour a day of virtual career exploration. It's pretty exciting and we're really happy to partner with them and ensure that individuals that they're serving are still accessing career-related resources. Thanks so much for, for listening in as we spoke with Heather Lindsay about all of the new things that are happening at Vocational Rehabilitation. And keep in mind that as she said, things change day to day. She gave some pretty exciting information about how VR has navigated the pandemic so far. So Nicole, she mentioned a VR counselor in Eugene that was doing some great collaboration with her school. She's talking about Ruth Johnson in the Eugene VR office. And if you haven't heard, please listen to our season two episode, Teamwork is Dreamwork, that features Ruth Johnson and her work with the Westmoreland Transition Program at Lane ESD. Heather mentions the deeper collaboration that is possible with vocational rehabilitation. And Josh and I, as well as many of the teachers listening to this, we're all kind of heading into summer. So we want to remind you that come fall, make sure to reach out to vocational rehabilitation. And if you forget, Josh and I will be there to remind you. So if you're a transition teacher or work in a transition program and you do some sort of parent information night in the fall, invite your VR counselor there. The VR counselor could come and talk about services. What a great way to introduce families to VR. Mm -hmm.
Well, with that being said, I, I think we're done for this season, Josh. It was a great season two. Nicole, I'm already looking forward to season three. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, peace out, pod people. And be well. The Oregon Transition Podcast is brought to you by the TTAN, the Transition Technical Assistance Network, with support from Vocational Rehabilitation and Oregon Department of Education. All views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individuals, not necessarily their supporting agencies. The Oregon Transition Podcast is produced by Nicole Perdue, Josh Barber, Tony DePio, and the Podfather himself, Lon Thornburg. With additional interviews provided by members of the TTAM. Our theme music is composed by former transition student Boone Richter out of Brownsville, Oregon. Additional music provided by Lon Thornburg. For questions, comments, or episode ideas, please email us at OregonTransitionPodcast at gmail.com. And for all the latest OTP news, connect with us on Facebook. So then we just have one last question for you, and that is, what is one good thing that has happened recently? We know VR is good. What about you, Heather? (laughs) So something that has been a huge success for me recently is my nine-year-old son is um, accessing virtual learning, and his music teacher is offering ukulele lessons. So last night, I had the pleasure of learning how to not only tune a ukulele, but to learn how to strum a ukulele. So we have now started weekly lessons virtually, and he gets to share his successes with his music teacher. 